You're listening to Real Paranormal Talk with Jeff Trelowitz, part of CKCC Radio. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Podbean. And now your host, Jeff Trelowitz. And thank you for tuning in to episode number 30 here of Real Paranormal Talk here on CKCC Radio. My name is Jeff, and as always, this is the home of all things spooky when it comes to CKCC Radio. Now, two weeks ago, I was hoping, I had mentioned that I was hoping to do a Q&A for this episode. I asked people to ask me questions in my Paranormal Discussions group on Facebook, and unfortunately, I got no response. So, instead, I'm going to do a uh, review of an episode of a Paranormal show. Now, uh, back in episode 19, I reviewed a Ghost Hunters episode that took place at the St. Augustine Lighthouse. It is my... favorite episode of Ghost Hunters, so I thought I would switch it up this time and actually do an episode of Ghost Adventures. Now, this is probably not one of the more well-known episodes, but I absolutely love the topic, and it does have some good evidence, so I thought we would talk about episode number 12 of season 19. It is the Titanic Museum in Branson, Missouri. The original air date of this episode was November 25th, 2017. So we're going to go ahead and kind of talk about what happened in this episode. The episode begins with Zach Baggins talking about the history of both the Titanic ship as well as the Titanic Museum. Zach then goes inside and meets with tour guide Jamie Terrell. The museum is an exact recreation of the ship, only half the size. It is filled with belongings of those who actually died on the ship or actual pieces of the ship. So they go into the grand staircase, which is actual full size. They believe that John Jacob Astor has been haunting this area. He is His much younger wife found out she was pregnant on the ship. She survived. He did not. Astor was also the richest man on the ship. He had asked to board the rescue boat with his wife, who was much younger. He was in his 40s, she was 19, but was refused due to the fact that that boat was reserved for both women or children. He has been seen near the top of the staircase, which is near the room that was recreated to look like his own room. In this area, there's been known to hear loud screaming. Next on the tour is the Musicians' Gallery. We're now with tour guide Alexis Shirtley. The room is filled with pictures of the eight musicians that died while still playing as the ship sank. They feel a cold spot that is child-sized. Now, you'll see throughout this episode, it is heavily based on the spirits of children in the ship. Alexis herself has seen a child in this room. They bring out the spirit box but do not receive a single sound after about ten minutes of recording. Alexis then takes them to the captain's bridge. The tour guide cleans all the glass and windows every night. She'd clean the glass one night, but minutes later there was children's hands prints on it. It happens again as she's talking to Zach. Alexis admits that she cleaned the glass before the Ghost Adventures crew arrived, so she can't explain the new child-sized hands print. Zach tells whoever's in the room that he will come back later with toys and candy for them. Zach is now reading the wall of the names of all the people who died on the ship. It's very emotional. We now cut to Zach with Rod Doby, another tour guide, who brings Zach to a personal belonging to someone who died on the ship. There is a Bible that has both the Greek translation as well as the English translation. It is also the only Bible that survived the sinking. 
it also when they put the Bible on display they left they let it open to whatever page opens up and according to Rod it opened up to the chapter of Jesus walking on water which is concerning considering what has happened there Zach asked Rod if he believes that there are spirits in the museum Rod admits that he believes they are not alone Rod then takes him to the next room where there's a life jacket that was cut from the body of a child who died Zach and Aaron put their hands in a tank of water that was the exact temperature of the water that night. It was tw only 28 degrees. Within minutes, Zach starts to feel numb and takes his hand out. He can't imagine how incredibly cold his entire body would feel if it was under that kind of temperature. The next day, Zach and Aaron go looking for toys at the world's largest toy museum from that era. That woman at the store is not willing to part with any of the toys, and it becomes almost comical to watch Zach try to negotiate, and she's just not having it. So they finally, as they're talking, there's a train above their head, which derails. And according to the woman, this has never happened before. They finally agree to go to the uh, gift shop, which is attached to the museum, and Zach and Aaron buy several toys and candy, which will come in later. It's now time for the investigation. They set up multiple X-cams throughout the ship as they split up into two teams. Zack and Jay are in the museum's gallery while Billy and Aaron are on the staircase. Nothing happens in the first few minutes of the investigation, so Zack wants to switch up locations. Zack and Jay are now going to go to one of the other locations where the handprints have been seen, and Billy and Aaron are coming into the musician's gallery. Billy wants to ask the musicians by name to see if they will respond. There is a cold spot at the piano. It is at this moment that they catch or capture a light anomaly near the piano as if someone is trying to play it. And Zach makes notice that it is indeed not Billy's watch because his hand moves in that general direction. But it is the one and only time that this light anomaly has appeared and Billy's hand has moved several times. Meanwhile, Zach has now cleared the windows again and left the toys and candy near the window. He has an SLS camera, which is shooting towards the window. Now, me personally, I'm not necessarily a big believer in the SLS camera. I just think that there's too many questions with it. But the Ghost Adventures crew loves to use the SLS camera, and it has quite a few times captured things. So I'm not going to question their methods because they're world-famous ghost hunters, and I have my own podcast. So... They actually do capture a figure in front of the window as it's standing on the guardrail. The figure returns a few moments later. Zach is going to check the window for handprints. The figure seems to jump through the window to the other side. Zach then radios Billy and Aaron to explain what happened and says the spirit looks like it's coming their way. Aaron gets an, a response from the obelisk, which is another spirit box that actually has the printout of the words that appear, and it says female. We cut back to Zach, who now has found two sets of handprints on the same window that the spirit jumped through. Aaron asks the spirit how old she is. The obelisk responds with six. All four of them unite in the musician's room. Zach asks what he left behind, and the obelisk says eat, which they, mean, which they think means candy for them to eat. Aaron asks for more information, and the words deep and descent come up. They, of course, 
think that that means that the uh, spirit is trying to communicate with them that they descended deep into the ocean. I mean, honestly, it's kind of a stretch. I guess I can see where they're going with it, but again, it's not as obvious as asking what the person's age is and actually getting a number. Again, that's why I also kind of have an issue with the spirit box. I do use one, so I it would be hypocritical to not say that. Uh, but again, it is up to interpretation. Billy is now setting up a new piece of equipment and they capture what appears to be a soft moan. It is about this point now that Billy has set up a new piece of equipment and they capture what seems to be a soft moan. Zack sees what looks to be like a little kid with chubby cheeks with a vest on. Zack goes closer to where the child was and weirdly it seemed to be in front of the display of all the children who died that day. A sound comes through on the spirit box and it also catches another sound of a child seemingly playing peekaboo. This is even more ironic when you consider in the next room, Billy sees something that is kid-sized that was creeping between the different exhibits, as if the kid itself is playing peekaboo with Billy and Aaron. Billy takes the, takes the thermal out looking for the spirit that he saw. Aaron then asks for the spirit to stand in front of the life vest. This, to me, is one of the best moments of Ghost Adventures because I actually saw it before they made a comment about it on the show. It looks like a child peeks out from the uh, doorway as if to, again, play peekaboo with them and then ducks back in and disappears. Uh, again, for me, it is one of the best pieces of evidence I've seen on the show to the point that it actually gave me goosebumps when I saw it because it was spine chilling. You don't expect to see that, especially you don't expect to see it before it's made mention on the show. So that's actually how the show wraps up. Again, it's, I'm a big fan of the Titanic. I, I love learning more about it and you know the fact that there is a life-sized, well, half-sized ship in Branson, Missouri, of all places, definitely makes me want to go there. So that is the episode at the uh, Titanic Museum. If you've not seen this episode, I recommend finding it. I actually uh, bought it on iTunes, which is how I first watched it and how I watched it now, because, you know, the only way to watch Ghost Adventures now is on Discovery+. Plus. Um, again, I, I think it was a good piece of evidence throughout there seemed to definitely be a lot of children that they caught. Uh, there was a lot of childlike games being played. And again, the fingerprints on the glass displays that had just been cleaned are, uh, again, a good piece of evidence. Now, I hate to say, you know, it, my, my issue was with the uh, light anomaly because my first reaction was it was Billy's watch, but they say it wasn't. That... It has always been my biggest issue with Ghost Adventures is how they tend to overreact over things that can sometimes be debunked. Now, yes, you can say that about any of the paranormal shows, but I think, for me, Ghost Adventures does it more than any other show, which is why, I, again, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of the series, but there are some episodes that I absolutely love, and I will continue to do reviews of them as well. So, that is the episode at the 
uh, Titanic Museum in Branson, Missouri. Uh, it is Super Bowl Sunday here, and I'm on the East Coast, which means we just got a bunch of snow. So I'm going to cut this episode just a little short because I got some shoveling to do. Thanks for listening to this episode. Again, I would love to do a uh, Q&A. So if you, are, if you listen to this podcast and you are part of my Paranormal Discussions group on Facebook, go ahead, post some questions, and I'm going to open up a thread as well. Ask me some questions, and maybe, if I get enough, I'll do an episode in two weeks about questions. So check that out. Join the group. We are constantly growing. And in the meantime, stay warm, stay happy, stay safe. And since it's Super Bowl Sunday, go Chiefs.